1: Everyone, Welcome to Marketing Nerds. This is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor at Search Engine Journal. And I'm joined here today with Katie Katz. She is the Content Director at Interact, which is a niche agency that specializes in SaaS marketing. So, Katie, thanks so much for joining me.
0: Of course, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm such a fan of Search Engine Journal. So it's an honor to be talking to you today.
1: Yeah, and we just met at PubCon a couple months ago. And so that was that was fun. I love PubCon.
0: That's right. Yeah. We I think we have a few mutual friends throughout the industry, but it's the first time we met and PubCon's one of my favorite times of the year for meeting people like you.
1: Yeah, thanks. I I know you had told me before that it kind of feels like PubCon's almost like summer camp because when you go you get to see everyone that lives away from you, so it's always fun to catch up and meet new people.
0: Exactly, and it's kind of that same sense of of a, a long days and long nights and that <laughs> camp can, can... And getting into trouble. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully not too
1: much trouble. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to bring you on because you're one of the few people I've met that, ha- that works um, in niche marketing, so like I said, Interact specializes in marketing for SaaS, but I know with your background, you also did marketing for higher education. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about the differences and how, more specifically, how marketing for a niche uh, differs from something more broad.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I've, I've seen these type of niche marketing agencies cropping up more and more, especially in areas that have specializations like higher ed or Subscription software, or lawyers, um, healthcare—all of those type of niches that have um, really specific requirements that take maybe a little bit longer to learn about the industry. Mm-hmm. And so there's a competitive advantage to coming to the table with that background knowledge already.
1: Yeah, and that makes sense, right? Especially for an industry that, excuse me, is more highly regulated, like. Healthcare or law. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. probably specific things you can or cannot do when it comes to how you market or advertise.
0: Certainly. And I know, especially with, I have some experience with healthcare. uh, There there are, because of those reasons, they're looking for people, even at a low level employees, to have experience in healthcare. Um, And so it's that same concept when you think about niching in, in a marketing agency.
1: What do you think are some of the benefits for specializing in a specific industry um, besides only, you know, you only have to kind of learn about one industry? Is there any other benefits um, that come with that as well?
0: Hmm. So I I was actually kind of nervous about it. I remember when I started thinking about what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be um, <laughs> because it, it could be counterintuitive to narrow your skill set, but there's been there there have been posts written and and research into this concept of becoming a t shaped marketer mm-hmm. and so learning broadly lots of things and then narrowing your skill set in a certain area and so you could apply that in in a sense of of getting really good at editing or really good at seO uh, and then having a broad skill set. but you could also think about applying it in industry wise and and that's where you have an opportunity. To not only give your company a competitive advantage, but give yourself a competitive advantage as well when you're thinking about future future career choices, even or just um, positioning yourself as an expert on a certain topic. Yeah, that's
1: a really good point, and I think that's something we've talked about in the past um, about how if you do, you should specialize, and it should either be industry or skills, which is what you said. So. So surprisingly, it sounds counterintuitive, but surprisingly, if you're a writer that only does healthcare, um, you know, have healthcare clients, you're a lot more likely to get better paying gigs Because you're so specialized, versus Mm -hmm. a writer that just writes for any client, and so that's a really good point you bring up. That you know maybe you specialize in either service or in industry. So you know for you, interact does SaaS, but probably does a lot of different uh, services. But their specialization is specialization is SaaS, and so um, it kind of makes sense to do one or over the other because it kind of cuts down on that decision fatigue too and helps you be at the top of your game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. We, we as a marketing agency, we outsource the a lot of the writing portion um, of the work that we do for our clients, and so we source people who are experts in their industry, and we've toyed around the idea of doing the same thing for our own blog. Mm-hmm. and And because there are so few people who actually are Really knowledgeable about SaaS marketing, it's incredibly expensive and not. We become losing money (laughs) if we try to do it for our own blog. So the more and more specialized you get, the 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 you can make a a nice chunk of change (laughs) writing for those special industries.
1: Yeah, and even from a search perspective, I mean, you can dominate specific keywords like SaaS marketing. Is obviously way less, um, co- you know, way less search than just marketing as a whole. So the more specific you get, it's easier for you to dominate that market.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I've I've seen some uh, some debate going back and forth about even Google's authorship um, tracking and, and whether that's going to be relevant again. But I think something like that, if you're really making yourself an individualized expert in a topic it is going to become more relevant again and and make a big difference.
1: Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I know something else I wanted to talk to you about since you're the content director. I know that sometimes the more specialized your business is the harder it is to come up with those content ideas and so I wanted to kinda of get your feedback or any ideas you have for our audience on how to come up with content when you're a niche marketer or you have a company that's very niche and coming up with those ideas for your blog or website or external content.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think it, the, the, it depends on what you're niching in because When you're thinking about something like higher education, it was actually really challenging for me to think about how to come up with ideas uh, for multiple colleges. And because a lot of the things, a lot of their personas are very similar, and so the things that would be important to one college's students would be very similar to another college's students. So you you could see how you could get burnt out or worry about getting burnt out quickly. Uh, but there are lots of things you can do to counteract that. Um, you know, dividing up your team in certain ways, and then and then just really digging into the intricacies of of the pers- that particular college's persona. But what's nice about some of the other things like niching in law or software as a service is that you can. There are while it there are intricacies that are common among the different types of companies. There are specializations, so you could you could potentially have clients that are completely unrelated to each other. You could have a package tracking client and then a healthcare app, um, which are completely different, and so you can apply some of the same ideas for coming up with content, but you won't, you know, for me, it's kind of that fear of burnout is a little mm-hmm. less, Um but I, I apply a lot of the same processes, you know, searching. I always still start with, with a persona and what's important to that persona and then looking at keywords and then uh, really getting into social data and forums and areas where people in that, in that niche or in that special place are talking and communicating to get a sense of what is important to them, what questions they need answered.
1: Yeah, that's a really good strategy. I think figuring out what the persona's pain points would be Mm -hmm. and um, how you can solve that and write the content from a position of solving a problem for the person reading it is usually one of the best ways to kind of start brainstorming ideas.
0: Absolutely. It's interesting because I think especially with SaaS, the the company's, come from the, the you know the startup mindset where maybe the founder is a developer themselves and so mm-hmm. they have this idea that they can do it all and and they can learn about how to do it and implement themselves um, but there are some things that when you specialize in content marketing that I, I don't know it just become becomes more of second nature to you and you don't Maybe it gets um, not as important to someone who's learning about it. Mm-hmm. And so we find simple fixes like that uh, to, that help their content in enormously just by looking at the persona, doing a buyer's journey, seeing what their pain points are along the way and saying, here you go. Here's content for the next three months, you know.
1: Yeah, because you're coming at it from a different
0: perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not in the trenches
1: at that business every day. So I think that's where utilizing a consultant or uh, an agency is really helpful because they have a point of view that maybe you wouldn't recognize from your own business.
0: Totally. Totally. I know. Yes, exactly. Getting in the trenches and having the idea of solving all the problems of the day can, um, you can miss some important things.
1: Yeah. And it's easy to kind of, Think that people know what you're talking about when they don't. I think there's a technical term for that, and I don't remember what it. I think it's it might be knowledge bias, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But it's thinking because you know so much about a topic, you think other people know what you're talking about. And um, I experienced that myself. Like most of my, I guess, quote-unquote regular friends, like the ones that I haven't met through marketing stuff, if I start talking about search terms, you can just kind of see their eyes glaze <laughs> over. And I think it's the same with your customers. Uh, no matter what niche industry you're in, they just want, again, their problem solved or they want a specific service. And so explaining it to them in a way that is more accessible can definitely set you up for success versus having content that contains a lot of industry terms that maybe they wouldn't know or it'd go right over their head.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, you know, kind of going into that, I feel like a lot of niche companies, especially B2B, because I I have a client that I do B2B content for. I think a lot of people in that space worry about um, being active on social media or all the online platforms and trying to figure out if that's worth it for them. Um, if it's, you know, if it's worth it to them to be on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or etc. And so that was another thing I wanted to ask you about Um, when it comes to being so niche. Is it harder for companies or agencies to try new platforms to figure out if it's going to work just because it's such a specific audience like, you know, trying out podcasts or live streaming or Twitter or whatever?
0: Yeah, I think it really depends on on the the group so some some places you know for example we have a client that is b2b and they're they have they have been so successful with LinkedIn marketing and cannot get Facebook to work for them whereas in my experience Facebook is one of the least expensive forms of advertising so I always do push it but there are certainly cases where it's some of the other platforms are just better and I think for the most part what I found is people are willing to try things they a lot of people especially in in um, startup mindset have this growth hacking mindset where they want to try and grow as quickly as possible and find a solution that's going to um, help them get there and so they're really willing to try new things but they want It's our job as the marketer to set goals for trying those new things and and then measure whether it's worth it or not for the client and then provide that. That's where we really add value is providing that advice as to whether, just like you said, they're not sure if it's worth the time value invested. And so if you want to, as a marketer, really provide value for them, set those measurements for them and show why or why not it's working.
1: Yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, I think testing it and figuring out if there's a place there. And then um, I recorded a podcast with Scott Monty yesterday. You know, he did social at Ford, and I think his podcast is going to be after yours. But he talked about, you know, just because there's a new thing out there, it doesn't mean that it's right for your company. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that a lot with clients I have or businesses I come across. They think that just because they could be on Pinterest or LinkedIn or Facebook, they should. But, you know, excuse me, if your company can't handle that, then, you know, maybe that's you need to kind of pare down to what works for you. So. If your company only has the bandwidth for three social networks, then that's all you should do because it's better to be really great at three than mediocre at five.
0: Totally. It's it's also you know it's that kind of shiny object syndrome that mm-hmm. something new comes along and you're like yes let's try it. But <laughs> if you if you're not focused and 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 setting a goal for yourself as to why you're trying it or whether it fits, like you said, into into your bandwidth then you're going to end up hurting yourself more than helping yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so to kind of, you know, wrap things up and to kind of give some good takeaways to our listeners, what do you think are some of the benefits of specializing in a niche, whether that be an industry or a service? And How would you recommend someone who wants to become, you know, that niche healthcare writer or whatever? What are some good steps to kind of get started in that direction?
0: I think, so the first part, some of the benefits are, like I said, having, giving yourself a place of authority, giving yourself something to set yourself apart from other people. I remember actually even having a conversation with so many of my friends graduating from college with general degrees that... Mm -hmm. You know it's gotten so much harder for us to compete with those general degrees other than the people who maybe go to school for something really specific like nursing where you you know what you ha the skill that you have when you come out of school if you just get business administration, it's almost overwhelming all the options that you have and yeah. and hard to know where to go and so giving finding some finding your place in a niche or in a in a skill set gives you that kind of focus to say this is who I am and this is what I'm good at and it's not saying that you have to limit yourself to those things but it just gives you that uh, that that competitive advantage and uh some of the ways I would say to get started is just by finding what trying it all out at the beginning and seeing what you're good at or what you enjoy doing and um what you think, you know, if you can forecast a little what's going to be important in the mm-hmm. next couple of years, then great. Uh, but I think the most important thing of all is is what you enjoy doing because that in the end is, is you know, how you're going to be spending your time. So, but don't be afraid that if you hate it, if you've invested three years focusing in something, I thought for sure that after I had invested so much time in higher education that I'd be that would be what I'd be doing forever. You know, I Uh would either go into working for a college or I would work for another agency that specialized in higher ed. But uh, it wasn't like that at all. There's a knowledge knowledge gap um, that you surpass. And so you learn how to do that um, in another place.
1: Yeah. And I think if you were able to specialize in one thing before, then that shows, you know, a future employer or even your future clients that, oh, she could specialize in the, in this too, even though it's something completely different. It's like you said, it's that mindset of knowing that you are able to become knowledgeable in a specific area.
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely. So
1: really great advice, um, as always. And thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much. Always a pleasure talking to you.
1: Again, this is Kelsey Jones with Search Engine Journal and Katie Katz with Interact. Thank you. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.